Coming up on this episode, we begin with the joys of the holiday movie marathon and what to do when your spam blocking app is too mean. Then we get into the week's tech news, including Marriott's data checkout, some new ways advertisers can reach your eyeballs, and free suggestions for the folks at Spotify. Stick around, we're going to start right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 226, recorded December 10th, 2018. Press pause. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and of course you. I am Sean Jennings, joined as always by my two Smash brothers. It's Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. Hey, wait. Dan must have fallen off the stage. Oh my! Uh, Has anyone seen Dan? Hello? Is anyone paging paging Mr. Miller? He's gone. No, his face is too buried in a switch to join us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably true, but he's also on a plane to Seattle, I think. So he, he, that is true. He is out of town again. Uh, eventually, we're told he will be back. So you're stuck Start, with us for another week. Yeah. Startup Dan is a busy guy. He, you know, he's 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 an entrepreneur. You know, he's he's hustling. He's putting his feet to the pavement, mm. pressing the flesh, as they say. Pressing the flesh. Yeah, we need to get like a Dan Miller tour dates thing going, where it's like this week. If you'd like to meet Dan Miller, go down to the convention center and <laughs> tell him where, don't panic. Sent where you. in the world is Dan Miller? Yes, we do need to. Uh, get a GPS, one of those dog ones they have on the, the collar, the GPS trackers. We'll just put it on Dan, that way we can keep an eye on him. He's uh, he's always somewhere. I mean, that's kind of like Foursquare. <laughs> or really any, there was a uh, an excellent story in the New York Times today about, or was it the Post, about um, location tracking apps and, and what they really know about you. And they, the I think it was the Times, went and bought a bunch of the data and then like, because it's, it's anonymous, but like, turns out the person who comes and goes from your house a lot is you. <laughs> right. And so right. they found all these people, and they're like, "Do you know these apps are collecting information about you?" And these people were pissed. It was it was really great. Oh no! It's like I definitely didn't agree to that. Oh well. Yeah, that's no good. Foursquare, I've totally agreed to, but not everything else. Well, that's what's funny. <laughs> That's what's funny about Foursquare is their whole business model is selling your data for advertising. I know, and weirdly enough, I'm fine with it. Because they're the, uh. they're, the, they're the good kind of shady. <laughs> right. I feel like they've never misled me about anything that was going on. That's so. fair. That's fair. Maybe they have, but I just don't know about it. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Well, I didn't know this. The article told me I didn't know this. Did you know that? IBM bought the Weather Channel's apps just for the data, for the for like the location data. Oh, isn't that insane? That's very weird. Because because like, what are the number one apps you're going to give your location to? A weather app and like maybe a traffic app. I would think right, you know, right. That's oh no. What about Dark Sky? What if they ever? I, or what was it? And Weatherbug 2 is owned by like an advertising company. Oh, so shady. Yep. So shady. Yep. Welcome to the well, future. That's terrifying. It is. 
It is. What are you going to do? Uh, Colby, well, uh, let's get into what we've been up to. Before I do that, I want to just thank everybody who's joining us live right now on Facebook at facebook.com slash show and on twitch.tv slash nopanicshow. Uh, Monday nights about 10.15 Eastern. We are live. If you're watching live, thank you for joining us. Uh, comment in the chat room uh, on either site, and uh, if you say something insightful, we might repeat it on the show. Uh, Colby, what have, uh, what's been what's been going on? Anything hot on your plate you want to... Oh my god! I watched the Patriots game yesterday. In fact, I watched the last ten minutes of the That's Patriots like, that game. That was the yesterday. worst ten minutes to watch. I, I don't even know what to say. Uh, I will say though, like listening to the Up Free Debate uh, XFL marathon has like reframed the way I think about the NFL. In that, like, I never thought of it as like one thing. Like I never thought the NF of the NFL as a thing. I always thought of like the teams as oh, sure. like independent things. But now I think of I've been thinking of the NFL as like a thing and like the production as like a whole thing. And it's it's very weird. It was very weird. Yesterday was the first football game I think I've I've watched in earnest since uh since we we or since you guys started doing that. Yeah, I mean and, f- football yeah. is a business. It's a big business. Yeah. Uh yeah, it was weird. I don't I don't remember what the I guess I was just thinking about like like you know, you see the players on the sidelines and they have their gear or whatever and like both teams have like the same gear but for their team and I was like I was just like this is weird. It's all it's all a conspiracy. <laughs> it's like one big setup. <laughs> it's not real. The the I don't know. That was strange. It's very informative. I haven't listened to the most recent XFL one, though. Well, people can check it out up for debate.tv or where they get podcasts. Uh, the final episode we're taping this week. Uh, and oh, I can exclusively tease. I don't know where it's going to be sometime in 2019, but our next like big multi-episode arc. Mm-hmm. The tentative title. Are you ready for this? Boy, am I. Up for Debate presents Shaken, Not Stirred, Six Decades of James Bond. Oh boy, I did see you post something about it about James Bond. I would, I um, I'm gonna say sorry. Think something is playing and I can't make it stop. There we go. Okay, uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen every James Bond movie. See, and that's what's funny about, and I'm excited because Matt is apparently a big. Jam- I have seen maybe two James Bond movies. Maybe three. We saw Skyfall together, didn't we? Probably, yeah. That sounds right. I think we did. And I think it was a midnight showing, which I hate midnight. I think that's one of the few midnight showings I've been to because I'm way yes. too old to be awake that late. But yes. I've seen almost none of them. And so uh, I am very excited to go back and go through all of them. And Colby, now that I know that you're a James Bond fan, we're going to have to have you on for an episode. And that's what I was going to say. Like, if you need some... Please uh, invite yourself. I would love col- color nothing Color commentary more. or something. It would be great. That would be a dream. Yeah. Yeah. It, it started when, when I was like 12. My family and I went on vacation during, like, over Christmas. We went on vacation for Christmas, like, to Bermuda. And it rained for, like, two days straight. Uh, and there was a James Bond marathon on TV, so we all watched like many of them. Uh, and since then, it was like a thing; like we would just watch the watch them when they were on TV. Um, so good, good times were had by all. 
but I would I would love to uh, hop in. Oh, we're gonna make it happen. Okay. That's great. I'm very excited. So sometime early next year, look for that coming to a uh, a podcast player near you. Oh yeah. Uh, I remember the second thing I wanted to talk Perfect. about. Perfect. Do you? This might have to wait till Dan is back. I don't know, but do you use the Robo Killer app? I oh my god! I actually have a Robo Killer story. This is so funny. I actually Amazing. have a story, but any particular reason? I do use it. Since he's recommended ha- it, I I just have questions. Okay, I've been using it too, but I just have questions. But you should you should lead with your story because that sounds more fun. So I use it. I I've it works, but I had this experience where, and I I still feel guilty about it. But, you know, if people don't remember, they didn't see our last episode, RoboKiller is a spam call block slash prevention app for your iPhone. Um, And one of their gimmicks is that they will play a fake recording when someone calls your phone. And some of them are very funny, uh, and they've got like 30 or 40 of them, but they pretend to be someone who's actually on the phone to either trick the scammers or just to be funny. And I got a call, and I didn't recognize the number. I said, oh, RoboKiller picked up. So I said, okay. And then maybe like half an hour later, I listened to the recording because they record the calls, and then you can listen back to them. And it was some poor woman calling to confirm an appointment with me. It wasn't a spam call, but the recording sounds so real. The the recording, the joke recording, it was titled like Area 51, and it was supposed to be like a military guy. And so so this woman picks up, "Uh, hello, hi, uh, can I speak to Sean? And it goes, how'd you get this number? Who are you? And she goes, oh, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I'm just looking to speak with you. Who are you calling about? Uh, I'm here. And, and it's, it's actually the recording is pretty good because at times it well, who are, oh, who are you no. trying to speak with? How'd you? This is a secure line. How'd you get this? I, I'm, I'm so I'm so sorry. I'm just calling to confirm an appointment with John. Let me let me speak to your supervisor. I'm going to go get the, the sergeant. And so and this poor woman, she goes, OK, I, just give me a it went on for six minutes, this call. She just would not hang up because it sounds real. It really does. The recordings are very good. And by the end of it, I listened to the whole thing and I'm like, oh, this poor woman's just trying to do her job. And this phone is like, this is an unlisted number. How'd you get this? And she's like, Sean gave us this number. I'm like, oh my God. I felt, and after that, I'm like, I turned, at least I turned off the joke responses where now if you call, it just says, this person is using RoboKiller to prevent spam or something like that. But I do not yeah. do the joke answers anymore because I'm like, that oh, is no. so rude. Uh, My heart broke. That's brutal. Oh, that's brutal. Um, wow. That's a, that's a worst case scenario. I feel like that's your biggest fear about using something like this too. It's like not just you, just the Royal U's biggest fear about using something like this is it's like blocking you from getting important phone calls. Yep. Yep. Who knows who's going to get caught up in it. So, and I don't, I really don't even know what they use to decide what is and is not. I mean, I know they have a database, but this was a real phone number. So, mm. oh. poor appointment lady. Yep. So what did you have a specific question about it? I was just wondering. So since since I downloaded it the very next day, I got one call that it blocked. Uh, and then I got a second call that came in and it just says I'm pretty sure this didn't ring. Mm-hmm. It just says miss call and it has an option to block. Yep. I don't understand what happened there. It will buy. It, will, it won't ring your phone. If it thinks it's spam, it will go straight to RoboKiller. 
Now, I don't mm, know I if that's a setting you can turn on and off, but that happens to me where uh, it does not ring. It just goes straight. It just goes straight through the app. I see. see the, the thing I don't understand, like, so the first one, it says, like, likely spoofed. And then it, above it, it says blocked and recorded call. Mm-hmm. But the second one, it just says missed call. And it doesn't say it was blocked. And it seems to give me some option to, like, block it or something. I just don't get what it means. Oh, okay. And that's, I would assume that they it's just a suggested spam, but they didn't think it was spammy enough to mm. pick up on. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, but I feel like it didn't mm. ring through to my phone, so I don't know. That's very odd. I just don't understand. But since then, I haven't gotten a single call that it flagged, so I'm thinking I was just getting calls from the same spammer, and they, uh, I don't know, they just gave up after this. I, You know, I it works uh, most of the time, a call got through actually this morning and I picked up and the person was just started speaking in Chinese. So I hung up. Uh, it was, it was odd. I didn't know what they wanted. Um, so I guess something's I guess it could better have been than a, nothing. Could have been an old fashioned wrong number. It had a U.S. area code, but I guess people in America do speak Chinese. So I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's a cool idea, but I agree. The, the interface and kind of just the, it, it, in setting it up, it wasn't very clear and, yeah, I'm just not uh I'm not quite sure I understand. Maybe Dan will know more. He's the guy. He's the guy. Yeah. If only he were here. Right. Right. Now, Colby, let me ask you this. Uh the last time we did the show, you and I we we did quite a, a bit on Thanksgiving. Um but we've got another holiday coming up. Uh cr- Christmas being the main one. Uh you and I both uh celebrate to some degree. Uh, I was going to ask you uh, how your uh, gift shopping is going. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I know what. I'm pretty sure I know what I'm getting for everybody I get stuff for. Uh, My family does it pretty like we do like immediate family Christmas. So gotcha. It's pretty easy, pretty achievable. Um. The so uh, I will say the the I don't on the off chance that any of my family members watch sure. this, yeah, which they they won't. <laughs> but um, there is a small theme of computer security. Uh, Great for Christmas this year, which should be fun. But otherwise, yeah, it's going pretty well. How's yours? Uh, pretty good pretty good going lighter this year on stuff um i think if i had an overall like unifying gift and themes i'm going with a lot of kitchen stuff because i feel that's pretty universal and um you know all sorts of little toys and accessories and gadgets and things like that pretty universal noise um i've been trying to find things that come in two and three packs so i can keep one um, which is a fun Christmas tip for you out there. Uh, if you want a new thing, find out. I, you know, see if it comes in a bulk pack, and then you save. Like, Why well, get one for me? That's an excellent idea. Um, but uh, but yeah, coming along. And um, I don't know. Are you doing uh, Christmas cards this year? You know, I've never done Christmas cards before. Millennials, they're killing Christmas cards. Right? How could we? Shame. What would Jesus think? He was a big cards guy. A lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that. About a th- about what, 1,500 years before the mail was invented? 
Yeah. Give yeah. or take. <laughs> uh, maybe my biblical math is off. Um, yeah, Christmas cards. I, you know, I, you're right. I don't think too many people, uh, too many people do Christmas cards anymore. I love Christmas. I'm a big fan of Christmas cards. I think it's kind of a nice, a nice little thing. Though they do add up. I, I cut my card budget this year, but, um, mm-hmm. but it is a lot of work and hassle. Do you do like a service of some kind? You know, someone really should do. I have yet to find a service that does custom-made, well-printed, bulk-send cards. Mm. Um, I've used ones in small batches, but anytime I've tried to do it, because I send around maybe 40 cards a year. And to, pretty robust. to do that many in that type of app is usually either expensive or a pain. Uh, mm. And I'm surprised that there's no service where you can just bulk upload contacts and just send them all at once. Interesting. They could collect that information and sell it to advertisers. They're That's, missing a huge opportunity. Per, you know, you, first you get a card and then you get magazines and catalogs right. and junk mail. And you can and never, ever stop it. Happy holidays. <laughs> oh, wonderful. I've given you the gift of, of th- paper you're just going to throw away. How kind. <laughs> and the recycling circle of life continues. Yep. Got to keep the paper industry in check. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Well, that's cool. But anyhow. I did that. And I feel like I'm closer and closer to doing Christmas cards. Next year might be the year. No, we'll feel see. it out. Feel yeah. it out. It's hard. I will say if you're going to do a custom Christmas card, 99% of the time they push towards a photo card. And my life is not exciting enough for a photo card because I have nothing to put on it. So that is difficult. You have to have good photos of your life to brag to people when you send it to them. The stock photos they put on those cards are very funny. And I, I, I kid you not, I was kind of close to just buying one with the stock photography still in it. But having it say Sean Jennings on it and sending it around and seeing what people said. (laughs) Wouldn't it be weird to send people a Christmas card with a photo of them on it? (gasps) That's an awesome idea. I love that. That's so funny. You know, it'd be expensive because you'd have to get like a picture of each of them. Yeah, individual cards. Yeah, if you had a picture of them from the year, just (laughs) send that on over that is fantastic. Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> Look, you're great. <laughs> I like that. Or just crisscross and be like, Colby wishes you a Merry Christmas. And there's just a picture of Colby on it. <laughs> that, that'll be in the Don't Panic merch store. You can go check it out. Yeah. Swag.don'tpanic.io. Go there. I'm going to make that. Get your, get your custom Colby Rabidou greeting card. Yes. Christmas feels good. <laughs> picture of colby happy new year that'd be very cool um we can pivot into tech news i will uh start with this which is i don't know if you have any we talked a little bit about this before we started up the stream if you have any early thoughts you've been playing a bit of super smash brothers ultimate uh which was just released any yeah, early thoughts? I played it a little. Uh, it seems fun. I'm very bad at it. Like, my biggest challenge is, like, staying on the stage. Like, mm-hmm. I usually just fall off on accident, and I, like, have a 30% success rate of getting back on. Uh, 
So like, that's a big problem for me. So I do like less, uh, you know, knocking other people out of the game and more knocking myself out of the game. Uh, so, you know, I'm working on that. Uh, but it seems cool. It's definitely less like janky than the, the other game, but I know sure. like, I don't know, whatever the GameCube one was, people Melee. like it because it's janky. Yes. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, it seems cool. I, th- I know I feel, I feel like I played some with Dan last Friday night and he seemed to be feeling positively about it the next morning. Uh, but I'm sure he's had help by the time we, we talk to him next, he'll have had way more time to uh, digest. I'm sure he could go a whole hour on it. I don't worry about that in the slice. Mm-hmm. I will ask, do you have a, uh, a favorite character, a default character you, uh, you lean towards? Uh, I don't historically, I do not. Um, sometimes I like to play peach because she's very easy to not fall off the edge with. She floats around pretty well, but I got pretty into Link. Oh sure, this time. Yep, I thought that was fun. He he shoots arrows, which is cool. I had some good luck with that, briefly. Um, yeah, we'll see. I did ask for a switch for Christmas, so like, if uh, the powers that be are feeling generous, maybe I'll be able to play Smash on my own. If you've been good this year, yeah unclear Mm. but you'll have to tune in to our first january episode to find out um let's get the tech news here colby we got a bunch of stories you got two weeks worth of stories in here um all sorts of stuff we got some updates on some old stories some exciting news stories anywhere in particular that is tickling your fancy you'd like to to kick us off and begin oh boy i got an email about the marriott uh data breach it's a big one Yep. It's a bit, have you been to a hotel before? Then your data <laughs> is probably stolen. Um, this was announced last week. Marriott um, revealed a massive database breach affecting up to 500 million guests of its Starwood hotels. Uh, the company so first acquired many. in 2016. Um, so many. Let's get into the details here. The breach includes 327 million records of some combination of the following name, mailing address, phone number, email address, Passport number, Starwood preferred guest, account information, date of birth, gender, arrival and departure information, reservation date, and communication preferences. Also, Marriott isn't providing an exact number, but some hotel guests will have had their payment card information leaked, though it was encrypted uh, using standard AES encryption. Um, though the company notes both components needed to decrypt payment numbers, numbers may have also been stolen. So, which is, you know, it's nice to say they're encrypted, but if they steal the keys, the encryption... Yeah, doesn't really do much for you. Womp womp. Uh, apparently, unauthorized access was uh, first began in 2014, um, and uh, was closed up recently. Uh, it affects a number of the Starwood branded hotels, including Marriott, W Hotels, Sheridan, St. Regis, Weston, and more. Man, that's rough. Yeah. Also, it's rough for me. They stole my info. <gasps> Just went to Colby.info and slurped it up. Yep. All kinds of... Uh, what uh, Colby, I know you kept your Starwood preferred guest number close to the vest, but now that's stolen, <laughs> you better go change it. Yeah, somebody's going to use my points or whatever. 
That would be funny if this was just a big scheme to steal rewards points. Yeah, you could just go go to free hotels for the rest of your life. Oh, you can enroll. Uh, oh, I was going to see, is there a way to check if your information was stolen or not specifically? I don't know. I assume mine was because I got an email from them. Oh, but. did you? Okay, see, I didn't get an email. What did the uh, what did the email say? Oh, let's see if I can find it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Oops. <laughs> Our bad. Yeah, it was uh, something along those lines. It was lengthy. I don't um, know if I'm a Starwood prefer guest member. I don't usually stay in. I'm more of a Hilton guy. That's really the trick to those hotel reward points. you got to stay in the same chain. You can't bounce around. Otherwise, you're never going to really rack up those points. Right. And the, I think Starwood is like a big one, right? So, Well, yeah, since Marriott bought them or Starwood bought Marriott. Uh, Marriott bought Starwood Hotels and Resorts. So um, <laughs> I got two emails. That means two of my emails were. <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah, dear valued guest. Marriott values our guests and understands the importance of protecting your personal information. <laughs> we have taken measures to investigate and address a security incident involving the Star- Starwood guest reservation database. The investigation was has determined there was unauthorized access, which can guess information relating to reservations on Starwood properties on or before September 10th, 2018. This notice explains what happens and it goes on for like, honestly, probably a thousand words or more. <laughs> like this is really long. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. have a call center. Oh, that's good. That's, That's good. Nice. Should we call it and see uh, see if anyone's picking up the phone? <laughs> can, we, can we dial them in? We can, but then they might steal our phone number. Oh, mm. yeah. Mm. That would not be good. Uh, yeah. Apparently, this uh, is believed to be the second largest data leak in internet history, only behind the 2013 breach of Yahoo that affected 3 billion user accounts. Yeah, three billion is a big number. Um, and according to uh, articles, I'm looking for the exact number, but under uh, the GDPR law in the EU, <laughs> which has hefty penalties for data leaks, um, I'm trying to find the Whoops. exact number of what they could be up against, um, but it would be extremely hefty. Oh, because you pay you pay per person data store. It's it's a lot. It's bill. It's billions. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah, right. Oh, well, 500 million times literally any number is a big number. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, That's here we so- go. It would imply a maximum fine of $117 million. Yeah, that's a lot. Yep. It sure is. So be vigilant with your data out there. Computer security Christmas. That's right. Be be a, our best security tip from Don't Panic, be an immediate family member of Colby. <laughs> He'll help you take care of your computer security needs. Boy. I really hope okay. I really hope you got all of your family members like boxed CDs of Norton antivirus. That would be great. Look look uh, guys, be, you so. can't be too safe out there, okay? Merry Christmas. Yeah. 
My dad said one thing about being worried about this stuff, and I was like, boom, done. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. Hell yeah. (laughs) A series of things. It's going to be awesome. That's great. I can't wait to hear the after Christmas report of how that goes. Yeah. Um, there we go. Uh, Zach in the Twitch chat, uh, I would say, uh, hall of fame fan of the show, uh, wrote, uh, I think the blackmail capabilities that are possible with this database of hotel visits X was in hotel Y, but significant other was at Z. That's interesting. That's interesting. You get enough, you get a big enough database of all the stolen data and you can really start to, like we were talking about <laughs> earlier with the location data. Um, really start to paint right. an interesting picture of folks. So some patterns, patterns emerge. Yep. No, that's a very good point. That's a very yeah. good point. I mean, at this point, honestly, what information of yours is not available in a relatively easy to access database by some large company or government? No. You know, as I was reading through that list of things that might have been stolen. Um, <laughs> who cares the first name of your unborn child yeah i mean it's like you know maybe passport number might be a little bit out there but you know phone number gender address that kind of you know you can, I, on the I white pages passport, that. passport number was in the email listed as one of the things that yep. may have been stolen yeah that's a that's um, an important one yeah i feel relatively confident i hadn't haven't stayed at any marriott hotels abroad but like i don't know yeah, that's a, not a piece of information you want to give out willy-nilly. No, sir. That's for sure. Alrighty. Well, moving on. What else we got in here? Uh, do you have any picks? Any thoughts? Oh, goodness. Well, uh, let's just burn through these couple quick updates because we know people watch back-to-back, so I like to keep them up to date on what's going on. We talked uh, a couple weeks ago. Actually, I think it might have even been two weeks ago. Waymo was prepping the launch of their self-driving car service. Uh, it's finally here. Waymo One is the name of it. Um, it is, uh, as we mentioned before, available in Phoenix to people who had previously been testing the service, so not just anyone can sign up. Um, it's just for their early rider program. Um, which has about 500 participants. Um, But they will be able to get in these cars and just pick them up and ride them and bring guests and talk about them as much as they want. Now, as of the moment, the cars will have safety drivers in them, but they won't actually be driving the cars. The cars will be driving themselves. Uh, And there's a, you know, I've never really been scared of self-driving cars, but they have a video in here that sort of introduces it. And the video opens with shots of like, trying to explain to you that regular cars are dangerous, but safe driving cars are not. (laughs) But it opens with shots of, like, cars driving very fast and whooshing by and shit. And I'm like, wait, cars are scary. Why are we letting computers drive them? (laughs) It it was not very encouraging to me. I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't think of it that way. Like, cars go fast. Uh, But, but yeah, so if you live in the Phoenix area and you're part of this, you get to try it out. We may see a few more reports of of how it goes. But it won't be that different because there will be a – that's the other great thing. If you get a chance to see this Waymo 1 video is that they have to shoot the video – like creatively to not show there's someone in the driver's seat. <laughs> so, so they cut it. So you just see like a little bit of hand or a little bit of back of the head or a little bit of, they're, they're very creative about that. But, um, but it does show the, a good example of just the idea of a flow is you just, a car pulls up and you get in and the car takes off and you don't have to talk to it. Although it must be so weird to be a driver in one of these cars where yeah, they don't have You're to acknowledge like a you. Passenger, kind of. Well, there's there's a tablet like in the car that you use to be like, okay, I'm in the car, go, and to like thank you know, like you don't have to talk to the person. That's what's crazy. You're completely obsolete as a driver. Yep, you driver. Are, you are paid to be awkward. So <laughs> lucky them. 
super fascinating. Uh, so check that out if you're in Phoenix. One other quick update here. Uh, Google Plus is going to shut down even earlier than uh, previously announced because of another data leak. Um, a new vulnerability in API access impacted 52.5 million users who could have had profile information leaked, even if their account was set to private. Um, we talked earlier in October about a similar leak that Google decided to shut down Google+. They've now decided to move up that closing. Um, it will now close to consumers in April rather than August, and API net access to the network will shut down within the next 90 days. My. Yep. So long, Google+. Thanks for all the fish. We will sort of remember you. Um, yeah. All right. What else? Apple Music will work on Echo speakers. Mm, oh, this is a great Wowie. story. Yes, indeed. What a what a twist. In the shocker of the holiday season, uh, a uh, Apple has announced that Apple Music will support Amazon devices, uh, including um, all of the various formats of that uh, that support it, uh, going live the week of December 17th. Um, now, they don't say how fast the rollout will go, so you may have to wait a little bit. Uh, but when it is ready to go, it can be a label enabled in the Alexa app like any other skilled. Uh, this is the only the second voice-controlled speaker to work directly with Apple Music outside of the HomePod. Um, this feature will only work with Echo speakers, though, so other devices that use Alexa, like a Sonos One, will not get this ad additional functionality. Mm. Um, remember, uh, Apple Music is also available on Android as well. Um, as it has been for a little while. I think since it's been announced. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, back when it became Apple Music, the subscription service, kind of that whole change over, what, two or three years ago, um, they announced the the Android app at the same time. Neat. Yep. I mean, that makes sense. That's cool. I mean, that's a good idea, honestly. No reason to be stingy about that. Well, it is really interesting because as we see, we've seen recently in Apple's earnings reports, they are more and more rapidly becoming a services company. And that's their, they make a huge chunk of their revenue from services. That amount is growing. Um, and you could certainly make the argument that they are so far behind with HomePod and Amazon is in so many places that Apple will make more money selling Apple Music subscription to people who own Alexas than HomePods mm. to people who or Apple Music subscribers. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't know. I feel like I shouldn't be talking about streaming music, but oh, it's hard to say. Okay. Your 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 bias. Well, I guess it doesn't matter. Or you know Again, too much. <laughs> I don't know. He's I'm seen just, it from the inside, I said, folks. I signed I signed that NDA. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll let me speak on. Here we go, Colby. Let me speak on your behalf. Okay. Apple Music sucks. Spotify <laughs> rocks. You can take that to the bank. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But that that is exciting. So uh, Echo owners, get get on that. Um, I still don't have a Spotify account. What are you waiting for, Sean? Mm, I don't know. I don't even know what it's like to get a Spotify account now. I haven't. I got Spotify what is it, 2018, like, in college, probably 2012. Like, I don't remember. It was right when it came out in the U.S. because I was waiting for yeah. it. Yeah, it was a big deal. The, the, the thing is, I have had my Pandora account since middle school, mm. and I don't want to give it up. 
Remember when Pandora? I remember Pandora too, because that was the first. Uh, oh, that was the shit. That was amazing. Yeah, that was the first like stream. I remember I would use that on like the our Windows XP laptop while I was like doing my homework. Uh, I might have awesome. listened to AOL Radio before that, mm. but that was it, there was no kind of custom personalization to it. It was just they just it was a radio station more or less. Right. Um, and then as soon as you got that thumbs up, thumbs down, that was like, oh, man, this is cool. Remember Pandora's like flash player UI? I liked like, it for the record. It was functional. It the, worked. <laughs> I just I just remember it like it was that for like a very oh, long God. time. And it would just got like smaller and smaller, like like computer displays kept getting bigger. But Pandora like <laughs> It yep. just stayed. I guess it stayed the same size, but relative to computers, yep. that was those that little, was those little cards, those little shuffling cards that would kind of move along as you listen to the music. Yeah, Pandora is great. Yeah. I um, is there? Let me ask you a Spotify question, because the thing that would get me. So here's how you sell me on getting a Spotify account, because I'm not opposed to it. I need a way to imp- I need Spotify to know all the music I already like like now. Is there a way to like import like this is what I already like? You know, I don't know. That is can uh, you pitch that to who's in who's in Mr. Spotify? James Spotify, yeah, the founder yeah. of Spotify? Right. Daniel Spotify. Da- yes, the the brothers, Daniel and Stuart Spotify who started it. They're estranged <laughs> now. It's very sad. Um yeah. but pitch to them that idea. That I can import all of my music likes. All right, I'll do it. Honestly, you might be able to. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. But I, that. I feel. I feel like Pandora probably doesn't export all of your music likes. No, but even so, even uh, if I, even if there was a way where I could like upload all my MP3s into Spotify, because because other services you used to be able to do that. Well, so I don't know if you uh, you probably don't remember this, but when when it first came out. This honestly may still work. I don't know, but it would like integrate with your iTunes. So like you could listen to your iTunes music Mm -hmm. and like there was a point where you could like transfer your iTunes music through Spotify, like to your phone and stuff and listen on Spotify. Because you should just they should just be able to do a match. Right, right. Um, But I honestly have no idea if that's still a thing or not. I, I remember it. I will but, stop quizzing you, but uh, but yeah. I'm I'm gonna get to the bottom of that because if that's true, then I'm then then you might have sold me. Mm. Um, and if you use the promo code, don't panic when you sign up for Spotify. You get zero percent off. So yeah, you get automatically subscribed to Don't Panic on Spotify. That would be great. Okay, that's a great feature. You should pitch that. That is a great feature. That's a good. I have not tried because Pan- Pandora just rolled out podcasts a week or two ago. Oh, really? And it was very funny because my uncle, who once watched our show on Facebook and described it as, quote, boring, uh, he's a big Pandora music listener. He's like, Sean, you know, Pandora, they got these podcasts now, like what you do. And I said, yeah. He goes, there's so many of them. How do you find what you're looking? You put in health and there's like 10,000 of them. I'm like, I know. That's why no one listens to our show. There are too many of them. Indeed. How do you get found? I don't know. (laughs) That's awesome. I said, but are you going to subscribe to our show? He goes, no, it's boring. I said, all right, well, it's not for you, bud. Oh, man, my uh, I meant to send you a screenshot of this. My Spotify released the yearly like they do like a year end wrap up for everyone. So mm-hmm. it's like this is your like biggest artists and stuff. 
in my top podcast was up for debate. Yeah, that tells me you're not listening to enough other podcasts. Uh, <laughs> no, that's fantastic. You know, uh, you know why? Because you can um, you can listen to Spotify on your PS4 while you play games. Oh, that's crazy. So, so sometimes I'll listen to podcasts while I'm gaming. You're so 2018. I love it. Yeah, I'm very hip. That's great. Actually, that might be, again, you're really selling me. That might sell me I'm playing video games. It's very cool. You it's know, very useful. Do you know what I do? And this is really bad, but I was watching the entire baseball playoffs with the sound off listening to podcasts. Oh, really? Interesting. Yes, because I don't have the patience to just watch baseball, <laughs> but to just listen to podcasts, but also have the action going on in front of me. That was awesome. That's amazing. I recommend it. Delightful. Oh, boy. So much to talk about. Um, let's keep rolling on here. We've had enough talking about music. So instead, we are going to talk about advertising. One of my favorite things. And streaming media, also one of my favorite things. Uh According to a report from Variety, AT&T and Hulu, AT&T, uh, a partial owner of Hulu, um, is considering a new type of ad that would run when you pause a video, um, like a TV show or a movie. Um, it, uh, quote, uh, Jeremy Hefland, Hulu's vice president and head of advertising, told Variety in this interview, as binge watching happens more and more, it's natural they're going to want to pause. Yeah, no shit. Um, <laughs> you gotta go to the bathroom. That's how media works. It's um, according to Hefflin, Hulu will introduce the so-called pause ad sometime next year, and says the pause will provide a natural break in the storytelling experience. AT and T also plans to launch a similar style of ad in 2019 when a viewer pauses a video um, on their streaming services. Whew. We oh, this is a great quote. Matt Van Houten, vice president of product at Xander Media which is AT&T's recently introduced advertising analytics division, said, we know you're going to capture 100% viewability when they pause and unpause. There's a lot of value in that experience. Wow. Yeah, so Kobe, good idea or great idea? <laughs> it's an idea. This is not surprising. This doesn't surprise me at all. I'm surprised no one, I, no one is ever like, I'm sure people have, but I'm I'm surprised I've never heard anyone like just wait till they start like it's it's uh it's genius in a in a really terrible terrible way. I feel like we're like two steps away from the scrolling bar at the bottom that is just ads the whole time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Right. On on like on uh, on actual TV. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of 50-50 on the idea, and here's why, though. I don't love the idea. Like, if I pay for cable every month from Comcast, if they started doing this, I'd kind of be pissed because I'm like, I'm already paying for this. But if there was a, a free streaming service and the trade-off was ads when I pause, I think that's a better experience than at, like ads that play and break up the content. But this isn't a free service, right? Like Hulu is, you have to, you can't get Hulu if That's you don't true. pay for it. No, I'm totally, totally with you. Although they didn't say which tier of Hulu, 
Because there's the Hulu with limited commercials and the Hulu with no commercials, and they didn't say which tier would get it. So Presumably uh, the limited commercials one. I would sure hope so. You can't call it Hulu no commercials and have there be commercials. That There's no commercials while you're playing. <laughs> yes. Never yes. Yep. You got to see that asterisk, that fine print. That's where they get that's you. That's crazy. Yeah. <sighs> but that's, I mean... Netflix kind of does this. When you pause Netflix long enough, it starts playing you ads for other Netflix shows now. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I haven't noticed that. That's new. I guess I maybe I've noticed that. Does it do that if you just leave the Netflix up, like yep. if it's open? Yep. That's, I don't know. It's it's pretty bleak. It's some, some Black Mirror stuff, I think. I think the other problem, so too. Like you, yep. You just never, never quiet. It'll never be quiet. Nope. You'll just have a TV on all the time. I always remember this article. This was years and years and years ago. Thank goodness it never happened yet. But there was an article about the future of advertising. And one of the things that they had in there that advertising scientists were working on were these (laughs) ultra directional speakers that they would put in a supermarket aisle. And so as you walked by the Honey Nut Cheerios, you, and only you, would hear an ad for Honey Nut Cheerios. And they could get these speakers so targeted that only one, so you could be walking in the next aisle over, even in the same aisle, and you would hear nothing. But you would suddenly hear, hey, over here, it's Honey Nut Cheerios. You know you want a box. Come on, just grab me off the shelf. I'm on sale this week. Buy one, get one free. Get a box for you and the box for the family. And I, I thought that is a whole nother level. I am so excited for the future of advertising. It's going to suck. <laughs> like how far can we go? Exactly. It's, it's, and it's all psychology and it's all, oh, it's amazing. That's like, uh, do you ever watch that movie with Tom Cruise? He's a police Vanilla officer. Vanilla Sky. <laughs> Cocktail. <laughs> Not not Vanilla Sky. Jerry Maguire. Oh. Um, no, Minority Report. That's the one. Mm. That happens where it's like he's walking through the mall and like all the ads are like, hey, Tom, I don't know what his name is in the, is in the movie, but they're talking <laughs> Mr. Like Cruz, Mr. Cruz. <laughs> Excuse me. And then Cuba Gooding Jr. shouts, show me the money. <laughs> it's a great movie. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Ah. Uh, that's upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Hopefully I can avoid that for as long as possible. Yeah, well, you got a couple more months before you'll see it. So, I mean, <laughs> the, the problem is we've talked about on the show before, uh, Netflix is going to spend about $8 billion uh, just in 2018 alone on original programming. Stuff don't come cheap. So um, they've got to, uh, you know, all of these services got to figure out a way to pay for this stuff. Yep. I read uh, there was an article the other day about so Showtime is making a Halo TV series based on the video game. And apparently it is so insanely off the rails budget wise that they are like legitimately fearful it could send Showtime into such a financial position it would endanger the business. (laughs) because the show apparently they're like they knew it was going to be expensive but it just got because everyone's competing to just look very expensive on you know what hbo's doing and you know game of thrones and all this and i'm like imagine 
imagine a world where the Showtime network goes bankrupt because they made a Halo TV series nobody asked for. Who is that for? Who would have thought? Halo hasn't been relevant lie. for how long? <laughs> I would watch it. But uh. I feel like you and I would watch it if it were on Netflix or Hulu on Showtime? Yeah, that's true. I don't know how, to, how I'm going to get it. Right, right after Ray Donovan. It's like, I, I, it's very bizarre to me. <laughs> yep. That's weird. Oh, well, I'm sure it'll look very nice. Paying for something. Oh, hopefully it does. Oh boy. All right. Uh, let's see. How are we doing on time here? Um, any other? If you, if there's anything in here you really want to talk about, fine. If not, we'll move on to picks. Internet Explorer is going away. Is that this one? No. So this is uh, this is or a bit that. of a, a news. The last story for this week. Uh, Microsoft announced today, actually, uh, significant changes to the Edge browser. Microsoft Edge, the browser that comes bundled these days with Windows 10. It will now run on Chromium, the open source web rendering engine that powers the Chrome browser uh, powered by Blink and the V8 JavaScript engines, which sounds V8, sounds powerful. Um, ultimate, uh, uh, Joe Belfiore, corporate vice president of Windows, quote, ultimately we want to make the web experience better for many different audiences. People using Microsoft Edge will experience improved compatibility with all websites. Um, uh, it'll still be called Edge. Uh, the UI will essentially be this, the same. If you're using Edge on Windows right now, it's going to look the same. It's just an under-the-hood um, engine change, essentially. Um, uh, Chrome is uh, the most popular browser out there, so most people are developing for it. It makes sense to have something that's pretty widely supported. If you've ever used Edge, you know it was a miserable, horrible experience, and nothing ever worked right in it. I would argue it was worse than Internet Explorer because at least <laughs> someone developed for Internet Explorer. Um, apparently, they've been looking at this change for a year. One other uh, note with this, uh, it will be coming to uh, Windows 10, but it will also be coming to Windows 7 and 8 for the first time. Uh, previously, it was exclusive to Windows 10. Um, and eventually, they plan to bring this to mobile. Also, it will support Chrome extensions. The Chrome extension library will be supported in Edge, um, as well as um, native apps built for Chrome. It's crazy. Yeah. As, as a web developer, this is crazy. This is like basically Internet Explorer is going away. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> no one, no one ever thought this could happen. It does say a lot about Microsoft's position. You know, back back in the day when IE was king, and you know they crushed Netscape and and everyone before them. Um, how mm. they how the mighty have fallen essentially in terms of market share and internet dominance. Yep, squandered. But alas, interesting things. Yeah. Uh, now, interestingly enough, uh, the head of Firefox came out uh, and said this is a bad move. Uh, consolidation is a bad move. Um, if the uh, Chromium engine uh, becomes too large in market scale size, uh, will developers have incentive to uh, make their apps compatible with Firefox or other other web platforms? Yeah, I think it's a fair concern. Like there, let's see. So Firefox is a different one, and Safari is still well. Is 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 so the blink thing chrome used to be webkit which was what safari was too 
Um, but then they started doing their own thing, which is what Blink is. Uh, so now it's it's Safari and Opera, I think, still uses WebKit, but no one uses Opera. So uh, it's kind of crazy. Yes, it is. Um, Zach in the Twitch chat says, I wish they killed IE11 instead. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more, but I have a sneaking <laughs> suspicion IE will just be one of those things Forever. that will never go away. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. Yep. Alrighty. Well, there you go. That's all the news that's fit to print. We're going to rock and roll on to the picks this week. Colby, do you have a pick this week? Um, yeah, I got one. Okay. I can go uh, first if you need a minute, but no, it's okay. Uh, so last week I was in New York for mobile training. I'm mobile now. Um, and the, I went to a Broadway show with with Emily and we went to see Dear Evan Hansen. Oh great. It was good. It was a thing I had heard of like before. I didn't really know anything about it. I enjoyed it. It was uh it was a good show. It was it was a modern show. Like social media played a big part in the story. I don't know. But it's cool. I'm sure you can listen to the music on streaming services everywhere mm-hmm. if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Now you've seen a few shows in 2018, stage stage shows, musicals and plays. Really? Uh, you saw the what was the Harry Potter one you saw? Oh God, yeah, I did. You that saw was that? A, uh, yeah, that wasn't a musical. That was just a play. You're right. But did you see Oh Hello see this year or was that last year? Mm, that was a year or two ago. That okay. was a while ago. All right, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. We saw Hamilton ages ago. That yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in college, I did you come? Maybe not. We I saw Billy Elliot on one of those like twenty dollar Marist like bus to New York well, uh, Broadway trips. What's funny? I did, but I don't remember you being there. Did we huh. go together? And I just don't remember. It was you. a different trip. <laughs> it might have been because I saw Billy Elliot on a Marist trip. <laughs> That's really funny. Billy Elliot's the one where he's like a dancer and his dad's a coal miner, right? Yeah, it was great. It was an excellent show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely saw that one, and that's definitely how. That's really funny. I, I did think we, I think we did go. I saw Wicked on a, one of those Maris trips. That was an Whoa, overrated nice. show. Did not care for that. I saw, let's see. You didn't care for Wicked? Is that what you said? No, I thought it was really generic. Mm. Like I, I feel like if you took every musical ever made and kind of smashed like an AI wrote a musical bait, like it was just really like by the numbers for me. No real personality. <laughs> but I'm a top Hot critic. Takes. Uh, yeah, I saw. But we used to go see musicals sometimes in Providence, like the traveling shows that would come to the sure Providence Performing Arts Center. Like I saw. Definitely saw Lion King, saw the Legally Blonde musical, oh, which was pretty funny. Um, good times. Good times were had ever, by all. Have you ever done the, uh, is it the Boston Opera House? No. I've never, the big, the one where they do the big shows, I've never been to. Yeah, I saw Phantom of the Opera there once many years ago. It's a beautiful, beautiful uh, building. 
and um, a beautiful venue inside if you get an opportunity to see a show there. Nice. I recommend it. Dan Dan was trying to get me to go to the opera while I was in New York. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been. He said it's crazy. I'm sure. Dan's got the... Look, if you're in New York City, he's got the hookup. That guy's cultured. Yes. That is a perfect way to describe him. Like a nice cheese. Speaking of cultured, uh, my pick this week, it's a second handle for your shovel. Um, (laughs) um, I couldn't think of a real tech-related pick, so... Uh, this is a great, uh, it's title on Amazon is back saving tool handle, labor saving ergonomic shovel or rake handle attachment comma yellow, but it comes in multiple colors <laughs> and essentially what it is, I'll put it up here on the screen for those watching the, uh, the video version, but it's essentially a second handle that you can put on any device, anything with cool. a stick. And what it does is it releases back. To, so when you're like shoveling and lifting snow, what you what you're doing is you're lifting from the handle and your arms kind of at a weird angle. And what this does is it it lifts your arm away. So instead of pulling up with your you're pulling with your arms instead. I don't quite understand the ergonomics of it. But what I can tell you is I bought one of these, and I put it on my snowblower or on my snowblower on my snow shovel. And for the first um, snow of the year, it was a very wet, very heavy snow. I use this thing, and I'm like, how have I not had one of these my whole life? It cost me nine dollars and fifty cents. It's amazing. It's amazing. It makes a huge difference. That's awesome. And the wire cutter says you have to own one, so they're very smart. They know. See, I've seen a bunch of, I've seen like shovels that come sure. with this sort of thing built in, but I've never seen like a detachable one you could put on anything. Well, you put on a broom, uh, a rake, uh, anything with a anything right? with a stick or a handle. That's a, that's amazing. Yeah. So I do I do especially for anything heavy lifting. This thing uh, you, you'll get your money's worth out of it. So we'll have the link on the website. Um, it doesn't really have a name, so um, use the link at uh, don'tpanic.io to go buy it. Because we'll get, I think, about three pennies of Amazon referral link on that. So someday we're gonna cash out. Oh, we're gonna be. We'll go see. Uh, we'll go see a play. Oh yeah. We'll go see a play. Or one of those like ones. One of us can go see a pit. A play. Well, maybe. we'll go see one of the ones in the park. They do for free. <laughs> that'll that'll be our budget for that project. <laughs> uh, Colby, that's it. We've done the show amazing that's it we conclude here we survived another week without dan yes barely barely but we did it it's awesome it's awesome this hopefully he'll come back soon i think next week you and i'll take it off and it'll just be dan <laughs> and he'll be on his own it's only fair at this point well it is exciting because next week colby uh, if you didn't realize it next week will be our big annual year-end wrap-up episode it's here wow i'm not ready I I genuinely don't know if you and Dan like the year-end wrap-up episode. I can't, I can never tell. <laughs> it's the only tell. one we have to do work for. I know, because <laughs> every year I'm like, guys, good news. It's time for the, and you guys are like, yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's such a mild idea, but it is the one format-breaking episode we do each year where we come in with our top story of 2018, we do uh, our top picks of 2018, and we do our predictions for 2019, which is always really funny. I have not um, gone back in the spreadsheet here and looked at what we predicted last year. Um, let me see here. Uh, prediction for 2018. I don't want to spoil too many of these, but um, Dan's isn't in the spreadsheet. What? Ugh, what a pain in my butt. Do you skip? Uh, no, he was there. He just didn't write it in here, which means I have to go back and listen to the episode to find out. Um, but I, 
I don't know what any of this means. I'm gonna have to Google this. Anyhow, whatever. <laughs> uh, we'll come back. But it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a great episode. So come back next week. Don't panic.io. We'll be doing uh, the holiday episode, and then we'll be taking a little time off for the holidays, and then we'll be back in 2019 with a ton of excellent tech news. Uh, get the show wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, uh, as Colby mentioned, Spotify, um, Overcast, anywhere you get them, we're there. And the video version on YouTube as well. Of course, you can follow us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter and uh, Don't Panic Show at gmail.com is how you can get a hold of us. And we appreciate feedback and comments, as always, from the fan. Thanks, everybody, who joined us live. We appreciate twitch.tv slash Don't Panic Show. Subscribe there. Get notified when we go live. Um, and very lastly, quick plugs. We, we got a little time left here. Uh, as you mentioned at the top, thank you for uh, the free plug, Colby. Up for debate. We're just wrapping up our XFL series. It's been a hoot. I think Matt and I are having a lot. We've never done anything where we had to do. I've never done so much research for anything in my life than I have this goddamn XFL series. And now I have so much XFL knowledge I never, ever need. It's stupid how much I know about the XFL. Um but it's a fun series. Well, maybe, uh, maybe if they make their return in 2020, you can uh, you can be an, an announcer or some some sort of commentator. Lady, well, I, I this whole time I'm doing my like Jesse Ventura kind of welcome to the XFL. <laughs> We're out here in Los Angeles for a big matchup between the Extreme and the Chicago Enforcers. Um, and it's yeah, it's Pretty gonna be cool. I I keep our in the Slack. I keep messaging Matt like every because the league XFL's announcing a bunch of stuff for the upcoming league, and so every day I'm like XFL news, XFL news. They announced <laughs> the cities they're gonna be in. They announced the coaches, and he's he's so excited. It's a lot of fun. Uh, UpfordeBate.tv or wherever you get podcasts, check out Up for Debate and the XFL series. Um, it'll be a lot of fun. And then looking into the new year coming up, um, we do our big Super Bowl predictions. We'll be doing those again in February, early February. Um, so a lot going on there and, uh, over at gamenights.tv, we're playing Dungeons and Dragons, new episode out this past week. Um, it's not really a spoiler, but, uh, we were swallowed by a dragon turtle. I don't recommend it. It's not pleasant. Frankly, it's kind of confusing. We did not know (laughs) what was going on down in there. And will we get out? Will we survive? You'll have to tune in to find out at gamenights.tv or just search game nights, wherever you get your podcasts. I am so over plugs. No more plugging, just wrapping up. Colby, a treat as always. A good time. He's giving a thumbs up. Big thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, folks, for joining us. We'll see you next time for more tech news and good times on another Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.